Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. Bullets flying, friends are dying, they're dragging bodies over the top of the hill to try to bring them back into safety. Everything they can do to preserve life. It's a battlefield. It's a war. But as the storm squells for a moment and they find that they have a chance to chat while the enemy is either dead or hiding somewhere else, they gather together to realize the man in charge of this mission is a dentist. A dentist. Would you follow your dentist into battle? Yeah, that was the scene. That's from a movie, but the story is real. And we're going to talk about it today on Leading Leaders. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And maybe you remember that scene from Saving Private Ryan, where the, the squad has been sent for one purpose, and that is to go to the battlefront to rescue one young man. Because this one young man is the sole survivor of the men of his family. His dad is gone, his brothers have been lost at war, and mom shouldn't have to listen to the last one who died. So, the army very valiantly sends men into battle through combat zones across bridges, across countrysides and foreign borders to rescue this one private Ryan. And on the way to save him, the lieutenant who's in charge of this particular squad going to save private Ryan, in a moment of transparency and, and genuine leadership, is asked by the people in front of him, before you were drafted to come to this man's war, before you were set in charge of us as our commanding officer in the battlefield, what did you do? And he said, I'm a dentist. Now, I don't know about you, but being led into battle by a dentist might give me pause. <laughs> I don't think, although I, I love my dentist, Dr. Brett is a great guy, I I don't know that he's the courageous, valiant warrior that I would expect to be the one to lead me into battle, to duck bullets with me, to charge the enemy, to slash the throat if need be in the middle of the night. That That's not the one I would seek for that. But throughout the course of the movie, Captain Dentist stands up again and again and again, and he does the brave thing. He does what a leader is supposed to do. And really, that's what I want to point out to you. There are things that are expected of good leadership. Leadership done well. Leadership done well looks sacrificial. Leadership done well looks like the first one charging into the bullets, actually leading the battlefront. Now, for some people, they say, I want to lead from behind. We want to let everybody else kind of do the dirty work, so to speak. Let them be the bullet sponges. Let them charge down the barrels of the enemy's guns. That we'll, we'll wait here. So we can plan and strategize for the next battle, for the next skirmish. <clears throat> I guess at some point there's validity to that. That's why the generals stay in their, their hummers and the lower ranks, the younger guys, they you know, go out with their guns. Those are, those are different positions, right? But what is true leadership? When you're in the, in the fight, whether it's the fight for your business, the fight for the family, the fight for your school, the fight for your culture, or the fight for your country where bullets are literally flying at your head. 
Do you want the leader who's willing to sit back in the back and not really take any blows and not really pay the price that you're paying and consider themselves the leader because they are in command and they're telling you what to do? Or do you want the leader who's going to stand beside you in the toughest of the battles? I was perusing through my uh, leadership by John Maxwell. And on page 62, he makes this contrast. He says, leaders who focus on perks ask questions like this. What will I receive? How will this decision affect me? <clears throat> How long will this take me? What will you give me to stay in the game? But leaders who focus on price ask questions like, what can I give? How will this decision affect others? How far can we go? And what must I give to stay in the game? So there's a huge contrast between the kind of leader who wants leadership because it's a perk and it comes with rewards and they want to sit in the catbird seat. They want to receive all of the accolades. They want, to, they want to be famous. They want to be wealthy. They want to be powerful. They want the new corner office. That's a different kind of a mindset of the leader than the dentist who says, I'm going to lay down my profession and pack my bags and go to a foreign war on a foreign land and cross multiple foreign borders with bullets whizzing at my head because it's the right thing to do. And who would take on an assignment to go rescue one private because the military policy is we won't let the entire line of men die in battle. Takes a different kind of leader. Takes a different kind of sacrifice. Now, in today's world, you may find that, well, there's not exactly bullets whizzing against my head right now, and then I haven't been called to go to war in Ukraine or Iraq or Afghanistan or on the southern border. I, that, that's not what I'm being asked to do. Well, you're right. Maybe they're not physical bullets whizzing at your head, but they're the bullets of social media cancellation. You, you could be completely removed from your platforms. You could lose all means of income. There were leaders driving big rigs all over Canada. There were leaders driving farm tractors in Amsterdam. There were leaders in Australia, in Perth, being arrested, beaten by the police, and dragged back into their homes because they didn't agree with the ideology that was being foisted on them. And they don't look like bullets when they're whizzing at your head. But they can be just as lethal to your success, just as lethal to your family. When you stand up on a battlefield, you make yourself a big giant target. When you stand up as a leader with ideas that confront the big idea, you're going to find yourself a target, a big target. And the more you say, the bigger the target you become. Now, there, there are those, a few of those who to date have not yet been targeted because of their size and their magnitude, and it's really hard to get something on them. When they thought Joe Rogan was untouchable and he changed his contract and moved from one major platform to another, and they said, well, you know, we could we could deplatform him, and they had no success at it. Then they attacked him for racial, racial comments that he made 25 years ago. Uh, they went after him unsuccessfully, but he was a target, and they tried to take him down. Uh, they successfully have taken down dozens, maybe hundreds of other voices, country music singers, news reporters, newscasters, newscasters who've left the news and gone into politics. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on of people who stood up for what they believe and they paid a price for it. They may have paid a price financially, 
relationally, emotionally. You know, there are people, I was listening to an interview with Ice Cube the other day, and Ice Cube said, you know, I, I can't even get a position as a guest on certain television shows, shows that I've been on in the past. But since I began to speak my independent mind, they don't like my opinions anymore. And because they don't like my opinions, I don't get to talk. They won't put me in front of a camera. I can't be a guest on, and he listed four or five shows. And I'm not trying to make myself a target. I'm just trying to point out the fact that when you're a leader, you're a target. And if you're going to do leadership well, chances are you're going to be a target. You may well lose everything. There will be a price to pay for being a good leader, for changing ideas, for opening ideas up in the minds of others, for them to be clear on what the opportunities are, what the sacrifice will be, what life could be like. You're going to have to pay for that. You don't get to do that for free. Now, you may pay for that in the way of all of the sacrifices that you made to get your education, all of the lessons that you learned along the way to become a person of credibility and credential. You may pay the price in that way alone. You may pay the price in being blackballed by those in your own industry who will say, because of your beliefs, I will never do business with you again. I, I know of people whose email company shut them out of their email, whose ability to simply produce whatever information, content, products, or services they're offering has been shut down. They've been throttled. Their distribution is gone. Their ability to advertise is gone. Their ability to produce their content is gone. Their ability to reach the customers they already have is gone. I know when I first got into this arena, I remember it was at the turn of of the uh, Facebook Boost versus advertising. Boost way back when was the ability to actually put a little something something on your Facebook personal post, not your fan page, not your business page, just your post and get a few extra people to say it. You could do it for a couple of bucks. It was no big deal. It was just kind of a a trial thing. And there was the ability to do what was called a lookalike list. So you could figure out who your friends were and then ask Facebook to create a list to advertise to people who are just like your friends. They think like your friends. They see the same movies as your friends. They read the same books as your friends. They go to the same places as your friends. And you don't know them, but they think like you. And so Facebook had created an algorithm to find other people who think like you. And for a couple of bucks, you could tell all those people, 2,000, 10,000, 100,000 people who think like you, what your thoughts were. It was a pretty effective system at gathering the list of people who think like you. Now that same algorithm looks for people who think like you, and sometimes it makes friend suggestions, and sometimes it makes connections, and sometimes, like a company I read about yesterday, the owner of the company made some comments that were not approved by the social media, and the bank didn't just close his account or the business's account, It closed the banking account of every person directly associated with them, everyone who worked there, and all of their friends. Yeah, happened to the truckers in Canada, too. They didn't just lose their ability to speak in front of the Congress or in front of the Parliament. They lost their ability to have a livelihood. Banks foreclosed on their business loans. 
Banks refused to release the money that was already in their possession. The GoFundMe that was raised to fight their legal battles to supply them with cash flow while their businesses were not running, confiscated. The second time, confiscated and threatened with legal action because another company said, we'll collect money for them. It could cost you everything to be a good leader. It might be bullets whizzing at your head. It might be being sent on a mission that, for all intents and purposes, looks like a guaranteed death march. It could be that if you're going to stand up for what you believe to be true and speak out coherently about what you believe to be true, that you'll be targeted in your business through legal means. The, the Department of Justice apparently is not above hunting down people they disagree with and finding some way to charge you. There, there's an old phrase. I don't even remember where it originates. But the phrase is, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. The concept is this. If, if I don't like you, I'll promise there's something you've done that breaks a law somewhere. And if I can find that break, that one thing you've done wrong, because nobody is perfect, then I can exploit that one thing and put the pressure on you to stop doing what you're doing. I will silence you by threat if I can't silence you by truth. And there have been movies made about, um, there was a, Bruce Willis, I believe, was the character in a movie. Maybe it was Liam Neeson, whose son uh, got wrapped up with some bad guys in, in college or in a job and, and ended up in possession of all kinds of narcotics, although the kid had never been high in his life, never done drugs, wasn't his thing. Now he's in possession of these narcotics, and the only way that he can be freed from the lifetime of torture in prison is if dad does a deal for the DA and the, and the DEA. And, and if he's willing to do this deal, then he can clear his son's name. But in doing the deal, he puts himself in harm's way, not just with the legal aspect, but with the criminals who want their drugs back. And that's the premise of the whole movie. Well, these ideas don't come out of clear blue sky. <laughs> Somebody has thought about the idea of using the leverage of your child, your siblings, your family, in legal threat against you. They've thought of that as a way to silence you. Either you'll shut up or I will prosecute your children. Either you will shut up or I will put you in jail if you don't let me prosecute your children. Mike Flynn, you might read up on his case. General Flynn. Same kind of leverage. Either you will do what I say, you will comply, or I will threaten you. Leadership done well means that people are going to notice you. You're going to be out front. You're going to be in the middle of the battle. You're going to be doing things that the enemy doesn't like. And what will surprise you today is exactly who the enemy is. And when leadership is done well, it may well cost you everything. There will be a price to pay. But if you've made the leader shift of price, you're not asking the questions, what will I gain from this? You're asking, what do I have to give? How far do I have to go to stand this ground? How much will I have to give up? What am I willing to sacrifice? And you've already asked the question of your friends and your family, are you willing to go into this battle with me? You know, when the mission came down and the, and the lieutenant was told, take your team and go find Private Ryan. There was a whole lot of questions that happened. There was a whole lot of people going, what? Why? Why would we do that? Oh, I thought we were here to fight a war. 
Why are we on a one-man rescue mission? There are hundreds of thousands of men dying at our left and right. This makes no sense. And eventually, the lieutenant, the officer said, we're going to do what we're told to do. We're going to do what we're supposed to do because there's a greater cause behind it than possibly we understand. That's good leadership. I'm going to charge forward to conduct this mission, and I hope that you'll go along with me. And it took a minute for them to get buy-in together. But when they got buy-in, they charged the enemy. They watched their friends die. They came through in the very end, and there wasn't much left of their little team. And I remember, if I remember correctly, it's been a long time since I've seen the film, one of the last things said as the lieutenant is dying is, a lot of men have died to send you home. Earn this. Live up to it. Man, what a statement. How many of us as leaders can look right now at the lives that we've impacted, the people that we've been around, and said, could we say honestly, if someone said to us, there's been a lot of sacrifice made for you to be in this position, earn it, live up to it. Could we look right now and say, I have, for all the sacrifices that have been made up to this point, for all the decisions that have been made so that I can stand where I stand, for all the ideas that have been laid bare for me to be where I am today, have I earned it? Am I living up to it? Has the sacrifice they made been worth it? If you can look in the mirror and honestly say, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if I've earned it. I don't know if it's been worth it. Then maybe you should ask yourself, are you willing to pay the price that someone else will have to earn? Are you willing to make the sacrifices, whether it's the loss of your income or your freedom or your life? Are you willing to pay that price to lay the groundwork for someone else to live free? Those are tough questions. But I'm telling you right now, leadership is not free. Just like freedom is not free. Somebody's going to pay the price. My mentor, John Maxwell, got it from his father who said, you can pay now and play later or play now and pay later, but either way, you're going to pay. There is a price to pay for leadership. Are you willing to pay it? Leadership done well may well cost you everything. What are you willing to pay for the leadership influence that you have right now and for what you will have in the future? That's a question you've got to answer. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. Hi, my name is Christina Knowles, and I just got done taking Jay Lauren's Story Power Masterclass. It was amazing. I took away so much information. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed being formally trained in media many, many years ago is the call to action. I will use that with every speaking engagement and I'm so grateful that Lauren just um, spoke truth into his teachings and he is a true professional. And I know this might sound weird, but I've been taking certifications in different classes over the years and Lauren is not boring. I can't even believe I got here at nine and then 
the class went by so fast that I was like, it's time to go already? And I was shocked that it was time to go already. So it's an awesome class. You're going to enjoy it, I promise. Warren is a master teacher on storytelling, and I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything, and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Warren, but uh, it was totally worth my time.